Hey, it's Andrew, and I wanted to thank you for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. Did you know that you can subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts or wherever you get your podcasts to have new episodes delivered to your feed twice a week on Wednesday and Friday? All you have to do is pick up your phone, navigate to your podcast app, and search for Door County or Door County Pulse podcast and click subscribe. If you're a longtime listener or if this is your first episode, we hope you enjoy the Door County Pulse podcast. October miles. Well, am I supposed to have a comeback here? No, you're just. This is just a conversation. <laughs> Happy October, Andrew. It is uh, October first as we are recording this. Wanted to jump into the studio and talk about some of the fall festivals and stuff that are coming up over the next couple of weekends as we jump into the peak of the fall colors here coming up. Probably end of the second week of October probably is where it's looking like it will be now. Yeah, Len Villano, our photographer, was at our meeting today. He is already worried. He's worried that the rain is going to wash the color off the leaves. We're getting so much of it. I know. Hopefully there's a, enough of a break. I know next week looks like it's going to be a little bit nicer, so hopefully that'll kind of give us what we need. But I think the water is a good thing. It should help the colors, at least the vibrancy of the colors, from what I understand of how it works. But I could also be talking totally from a place of ignorance. <laughs> I'm Andrew Clyden. And I'm Miles Danhausen. And this is your weekend primer. That's the intro. So, Miles, uh, we have a couple things coming up this weekend. Tell me what's on the scope for this weekend, and then we have some stuff coming up later on, too, that I want to talk about. Well, I'll start by saying what's not on the docket for this weekend. No festivals. There's nothing happening. I thought it was fall time, a festival every week. It's actually a no festival weekend in Door County. I'm debating whether or not we need to put that on the cover of the pulses. Door County is no fast weekend. Right. But there are some other cool things happening, at least. Yes. I mean, there's always cool stuff happening. It's actually a really good time to not have a big festival because, I mean, people should be out enjoying these last gasps of the outdoors and hitting trails, getting on hikes, and you can still get out on a kayak. It's actually really warm today, even though it's very gray. It's actually a pretty warm day. So there's still plenty of time to do some cool stuff outside, and people should be taking advantage of it. One thing that is going on this weekend, though, is uh, solar tours. Around the county. So I think there's four houses on the tour in Door County, and I'm going to try and hit a couple of them. And you can just kind of look up online. We'll put it up on doorcountypulse.com with a list of the houses and locations and when you can go and check those out. But it's an opportunity to go and visit somebody who's already put some solar panels and those solar like kind of flower things that Sturgeon Bay Utilities has on the highway as you come into Door County and see how they have enjoyed or not enjoyed having the solar panels, how it's cut costs maybe, how much of an investment is it up front to get in the door and how much energy does it provide, how much can it provide. All those questions, you can go and just visit people who have actually done it and get real answers from them, not estimates. Yeah, and it's funny because like I still think of solar energy the way that I did like 15 years ago where it was incredibly cost prohibitive to actually put solar panels up to power your house. And the solar panels would have to be huge and take up all this room. And I think the investment up front, you'd be able to pay off like in 30 years. But that's changed over the last 20 years. And more and more people are able to take advantage of solar power for something as small as like charging your cell phone all the way up to powering your house in a way that maybe you can make a return on your investment in 10 years. When I first covered something like this, I went on a similar solar tour to John Hippensteel's house from Lake Michigan Wind and Sun, just north of Sturgeon Bay. He was kind of a pioneer in Door County in using solar panels and wind power and alternative sources of energy. And at the time, 
the way people talked is like, well, if we can get the costs down or if we can get the right tax incentives to make it a little cheaper and a little easier to get your foot in the door with solar, that would be great. And at that time, it was sort of like still going through the lobbying effort of trying to get that. Saying it's a free market, you'd rather have things play out without those subsidies. The truth of the matter is nothing is subsidized to the extent of fossil fuels in this country. So those subsidies only get alternative fuels and solar power just a little bit closer to the same zero standpoint as fossil fuels are. Yeah, and it's interesting the different ways that solar power can be used. Like I've noticed that a lot of the stop signs that have the red blinking lights on them, those are all solar solar powered. More often than not, anything that you put in the ground now, like lights for your landscaping, those all have solar panels on top. And then I actually got my wife a solar-powered cell phone charger that suction cups to the window, and then it takes solar energy all day, builds up its internal battery, and then charges your phone off of it. My brother has had the same sort of thing for several years when he was flying a lot, and I think he still does it, but he's in Europe, so I don't think he can fly quite as much as he could here. But by flying a lot, I mean he was an amateur pilot. And he had this really cool fold-out solar array that would charge all of his gadgets because at the time, like, batteries have gotten a little better, too, by now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, he needed his iPad charge, his phone charge, so he could fly and map out his flight on his iPad and see where he was and everything. So, yeah, really cool how that technology changed. It really did seem like when I was in my mid-20s, I was like, well, maybe for the next generation, maybe when I'm 50, this is something that's going to be affordable. And it really happened incredibly fast. Right. And if you're interested in, you know, seeing how it's been done and maybe you're trying to get your foot in the door, then this is a great way to learn from other people who have tried it. Yeah. As a homeowner now, I'm interested in checking it out just to find out, like, is this something that's viable at my property? Do I have the right exposure? How much is it going to cost me to do something like this? So I'm going to check it out. Cool. Uh, Anything else coming up this weekend before we dive into some of the festivals coming up for the rest of the month? Yeah. Let's talk about some of the other stuff coming up in October. So Lighthouse Festival is coming up, correct? Yeah, the Fall Lighthouse Festival, Door County Maritime Museum puts this on, raises a lot of money for them. It's also a really cool way to see a bunch of different lighthouses. They do one in the spring, actually falls in June, I believe, now. And, you know, they have different excursions. Like they call them like adventure tours where you can go out on a kayak, you can go on a sailing cruise, you can go out on a regular boat cruise. You can visit them by foot, but a lot of different ways to get out and see different lighthouses around the county, including several that aren't normally open to the public or accessible. That's what I was going to say. So there's only a couple times per year that you're able to get into some of those different lighthouses that you're not able to see year-round. Is just the lighthouse festivals really the two times a year that you can actually get into them? Yeah, and sometimes there'll be like some special opportunities to get out there, but places like Plum Island, Chambers Island Light, places that are just not as easy to get to. Now you have these docents taking you out there, boats and excursions planned for you. You've probably been in more of these lighthouses than me for some of the filming stuff we've done for Peninsula Filmworks. Yeah, I've been in Cana and Eagle Bluff, but not as many as you might think. And I actually haven't been into any of the super closed off ones. I was able to get all the way up into the actual lens on Cana Island last time we shot there, which was really cool. And I was told that that is a view that most people actually don't get to see in Door County. Very, very few people actually get to go up there. That was a treat. Yeah, I've been on the Potawatomi up in Rock Island. I've been to Eagle Bluff. I've been to the locations of everything. I haven't actually been in that many of the other ones, which is kind of sad. Like, it's weird. I'm 40. I'm a Door County native. Lighthouse is all around us. It really makes you realize how much stuff there is to do up here. If I've made it this far and done all the reporting and covered all the events that I've covered, 
and not been inside every single lighthouse by this point. Yeah, just think about how many people haven't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, if you come up here and, and taking in the views at the lighthouse or something that you're really into, or if you live up here and you just haven't been into some of these other ones that you're not actually allowed into for most of the year, then it's a great opportunity to actually get in and explore something new. Yeah. Uh, what is the date for the Lighthouse Festival? Uh, that comes up on the weekend of October 12th. You can get tickets at DoorCountyTickets.com and then find a lot of other details about what the tours entail, timing, all that kind of stuff. So lastly, before we get into our break, we've got a couple fall festivals that are coming up. We have Pumpkin Patch in Egg Harbor. We have Fall Fest in Sister Bay. And we have Jack-O-Lantern Days in Fish Creek. Yeah, Jack-O-Lantern Days, obviously a few weeks out, comes around Halloween weekend. They've been doing that about 10 years. They really encourage the town of Fish Creek to decorate the village up and make it a little more fun for the kids. And obviously Fall Fest is the big granddaddy of Door County Festivals coming the week after Pumpkin Patch. So we got nothing this weekend. The following weekend, we have Pumpkin Patch in Egg Harbor. The weekend after that, we have Fall Fest in Sister Bay. And that's really the one where the locals let loose and lots of great live music, lots of great food. Arts and crafts for everybody wants that. There's still a lot of kids' games and things to do, but that is really the big party of the year. Right, and I'm sure that we'll talk about Fall Fest more and more as we get close to it, but you actually had the opportunity to sit down with somebody from Egg Harbor to talk about Pumpkin Patch coming up. You were able to talk one-on-one with her, and we're going to get into that interview after the break here. Is there anything that you want to do to kind of tee it up for the listeners? No, we just thought it would be good to catch up with some folks in Egg Harbor because Egg Harbor's changed a lot in the last year. That change may carry over a little bit to Pumpkin Patch in a couple of ways. Uh, One thing Alyssa Rasmussen from the Egg Harbor Business Association said is with the Crest Pavilion now, that's become not the centerpiece of Pumpkin Patch, but a hub of activity that they have there. So that's added a new element to it. Then you have One Barrel Brewing Company and all the events they're putting on and live music that they're putting together in that big patio which was formerly a retail space, so not nearly the hub of activity that it will be now. And, of course, Hatch Distillery came in last year. Fireside Restaurant moved in this year and just opened their new brew pub, kind of like the pub section of that Fireside Restaurant. So a few new businesses that, uh, for the first time, will be part of Pumpkin Patch. So I, I think at least that end of town kind of will stretch the festival down yeah. and make it more of a party. So we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. Awesome. Yeah, and that's something that I had been talking to people, too, because I actually had friends up over the weekend, and we went down into Egg Harbor and did kind of like a mini pub crawl between Hatch and One Barrel and the pub at Fireside. And it really does feel like the center of Egg Harbor has shifted a little bit. Like hmm. It feels almost like this is now like town square in a way. Because you've got so much activity going on there every single weekend. You know, I go down there and I haven't done like the crawl through town thing. I I do that all the time in Sister Bay because obviously I live there and can walk home. Which, by the way, for anyone coming up, this is also a time to be making sure you get your last pub crawls out. There's all the beer gardens around town, eating outside, dining al fresco. Do it for the next couple of weeks because you're going to miss it starting a month from now. And take advantage of the shuttle that's up in Sister Bay too. Yeah, still running on weekends. Awesome. And then, like you said, with Egg Harbor crawling through, I should really go down and do that because there used to always be like kind of one or two or three places, but now there's a hub of six, seven, eight places that you could bounce around to. All right, Miles, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to jump into your interview with Alyssa from Egg Harbor about Pumpkin Patch. Thank you so much for chatting with me about the events coming up this month. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Of course. Thanks, man. 
They call themselves the Stradivarius builders of Sturgeon Bay because the guys at Palmer Johnson were artists in wood and metalwork, anything you imagine. They did it so beautifully well. The first fishermen came down the lake from Pankin Island, worked their way along the north shore of Lake Michigan, and they came because of the whitefish. The whitefish were abundant. In 1945, 2,000 German prisoners of war came to Door County and picked cherries for just one harvest season. Peninsula Filmworks is dedicated to telling the stories of Door County, past, present, and future. To learn more about the history of shipbuilding in Sturgeon Bay, to see how the cherry became a Door County icon, or to watch the peninsula's last remaining fishermen brave the waters to haul in thousands of pounds of whitefish daily, and the many other incredible stories produced with the Door County Visitor Bureau, visit doorcounty.com slash ourdoorcounty. All right, we are back, and I'm here with Alyssa Rasmussen from the Egg Harbor Business Association, and we're here to talk pumpkin patch. Alyssa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. First time on a podcast, you said? It is. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about one of the biggest weekends of the year in all of Door County, and that's Columbus Day Pumpkin Patch Festival weekend. It's Columbus Day everywhere else. It's Pumpkin Patch in Door County, Wisconsin. Alyssa, tell me a little bit about your background before we get started here, and what your involvement has been in Egg Harbor, and we'll get into what's going on for uh, Pumpkin Patch Weekend. Sure. Uh, I was the marketing and events coordinator for about five years previously, and then left for two years to pursue some different job opportunities, and then recently have been back for about a month and a half or so. Okay, so really fresh back in the position. Yes, yep. (laughs) What has that been like getting back into the job? Some of it's like riding a bike, kind of comes back naturally. There's been a little bit of a challenge coming halfway through events that have been planned and not know what's been done and what hasn't been done. But for the most part, it's been nice to be back. Yeah, about six to seven weeks to plan something like Pumpkin Patch. That's a pretty simple time, right? You're right. But I mean, there was good committee members that had kind of been holding their own and making it happen while the position wasn't filled. For those who are unfamiliar with the scale of Pumpkin Patch Weekend, I grew up in Egg Harbor. And later on, moved to Sister Bay and ran Husby's in Sister Bay, where you would have Fall Fest weekend, the weekend after Pumpkin Patch. And Fall Fest is a huge weekend, but it's largely huge specifically to Sister Bay. It's busier in other parts of the county, but it doesn't have the same impact on the whole county, whereas Pumpkin Patch Festival is just about the busiest food weekend for restaurants on the entire peninsula in the entire year. Just driving around, you can see it. The traffic is actually worse than I think in peak summer. So Pumpkin Patch is a huge, huge weekend for everybody involved. For you at Egg Harbor, it's especially huge if you have great weather. Definitely count on the good weather. (laughs) (laughs) And so tell us a little bit about what goes on at Pumpkin Patch. What are some of the staple events? Every year we have live music in the park both days, Saturday and Sunday. We do a Chinese raffle, Chinese auction in Harborview Park with lots of donated items from our local businesses. Explain to me what that is. So local businesses donate anything from gift cards, overnight stays, golf packages, and then visitors can come and buy raffle tickets and drop them in a bag for whichever prize that they would like to win. And then all the proceeds go back into the EHBA fund for things like fireworks and concerts in the park. Okay. And then what else you got going on? New this year, we kind of taken over the Crest Lawn up at the new library and are doing some kids games. Free kids games, cornhole, pumpkin tic-tac-toe, pumpkin bowling, and then we will have an inflatable obstacle course. 
We also have a new selfie picture stand geared towards Pumpkin Patch. Take family photos. Use the hashtag EnjoyEggHarbor for a chance to be featured on our Facebook page or advertising. And then across the street, Booknook Gardens is also participating this year with some fun kids' activities and pumpkin carving demonstrations. Just talking about the Crest Pavilion. So you left about two years ago, and now you come back. The Crest Pavilion was just getting off the ground probably when you left? Yep, they were just breaking ground when I left. And now coming back, that's probably an eye-opener even to come in and see, like, what a big part of Egg Harbor that has become, and now even Pumpkin Patch is using that property. Right. I mean, for everything from the egg auction to a place for the concerts in the park when it rains, it's really been a neat thing to see it progress in the village. And just a beautiful building altogether. I mean, even if you're just going there to read a book or hang out, do a puzzle and stuff, or it's a rainy day and you need to entertain some little kids and stuff, there's a great children's play area and stuff like that. And the view from the second floor is pretty fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of nice to give one of those great viewpoints to everybody and not just somebody with a private home, right? Right. Getting back to Pumpkin Patch, what else is going on throughout town? One of the things I know I remember as a kid, I grew up outside town. My dad was a bus driver. Pumpkin Patch week, that first Monday or Tuesday leading up to it was always kind of fun as a little kid being on the bus, looking out the window, driving through town to see what everyone put out for the Scarecrow contest. Yeah, so we're kind of trying to revive it a little bit this year, doing the Scarecrow and Pumpkin contest. Typically, the businesses have put out different themed displays. And in the past, we've always had somebody go around to each one and judge them. This year, we plan on taking pictures of each display and putting them on Facebook and letting the people vote for their favorite. And then it will be announced on Saturday in the park. Great. Um, And then the winner, they'll be featured on our brochure on the Facebook page. And, of course, bragging rights. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I think my grandma won it one year. She had what's now the olive oil place in the middle of town, right by Door County Nature Works. I think we won it one year decorating stuff. And it was like she put that ribbon up on her wall. She was very proud of it. Yes. Yep. (laughs) The Landmark usually does a fantastic one. Newport, I mean, a lot of the businesses really spend countless hours coming up with ideas and then the work into getting them up and pumpkins painted or carved or scarecrows. It's pretty neat to see. Yeah, I made some really ugly ones back when I had business (laughs) down there. I was like, oh, here's this great idea in my head, but I've never been somebody who can take, like, an idea for a concept and this vision that I have and then, like, take pumpkins and haystacks and stuff and actually turn it into that. It was always a disappointment for myself and kind of embarrassing. (laughs) <laughs> but enough about that. Another thing that's going on with Egg Harbor is just the general growth of the town. The restaurant scene, the dining scene, day in, day out, has just blown up in really the last two years. Uh, you have one barrel come into town. You have Fireside come in. Fireside continues to evolve as they've added spot. Yep. And then they just added a little brew pub to the Fireside restaurant. Then across the street, you have Hash Distillery. A lot of cool businesses that adds a different element and probably will be adding a little bit of a different element to the pumpkin patch scene. I mean, with One Barrel and their big outdoor space, I believe they're planning on having live music. It'll draw pumpkin patch further down through town. It'll just make it a larger event as a whole. That'll be great because that is a huge crowd that descends on Egg Harbor. So spreading them out. Do they close the street for pumpkin patch too? They do on Saturday. Not on Sunday, but just on Saturday from 10 to 4. And then so when people are thinking about where to go and where to park and then where to go around town, obviously there's ample parking on Church Street, one block from town. Correct. Up at the dog park there, there's a parking lot up at the ball field. And then new this year, Horseshoe Bay Farms is hosting an off-site parking and a shuttle. You go park at Frank Murphy County Park 
They have a bus running from 10 to 6 that will drop you off right up on Dock Road, which is right by Chocolate Chicken. Sure. And you don't have to mess with the headaches of trying to find a parking spot. You can get to see Horseshoe Bay, tour the farm, get to learn a little bit more about the history and what they're looking at doing to that property and preserving it, and get on the bus and head into the action. Yeah, and the Horseshoe Bay Farms development, what's going on there is just really cool because you have the Nicholas family and what they've done in purchasing that property and then turning into a nonprofit entity to try and create a community space. And what they've been trying to do through these stakeholder meetings is gather information from all these people with a history on that property, people who've either worked there or their parents worked there or their grandparents worked there or had some connection to that property. They're gathering all this information and embarking on a master plan. And then so on Pumpkin Patch, people who've always been curious about that farm can go out there, get tours from some of those people who know a lot of that history and find out that was a massive operation, a massive farm at one point. Right. It'll be eye-opening, the history that's there, to be able to walk through and see the future plans and then take advantage of a free shuttle, which is something that they're excited to sponsor because it'll bring people to their property and really get in touch with the plans. And it's a nice drive between there and the town, too. It's beautiful. (laughs) What else for kids? Is there a carnival down by the marina still? There is. He brings rides every year down by the marina on that lower parking lot. (laughs) We have a children's musician, a roaming magician. They're going to do rock pumpkin painting at Booknook Gardens. So we're really trying to incorporate some more fun, family-friendly, free activities for kids to partake in. And that would be for people who've done Fall Fest all these years and maybe never been to Pumpkin Patch or never been to either. I would say that's one of the main differences between the two. Fall Fest definitely has a lot of kids' activities. There's definitely places to go for families. But it is more of a party. That's kind of how it started, was an end-of-season party for all the locals. Pumpkin Patch is, I'd say, more family-geared. I don't want to say Fall Fest isn't family-friendly, but Pumpkin Patch definitely has always been the family festival. Right. We want it to be that way. We want families to come. This year we have all of the arts and craft vendors at one spot in Nicolay Bank parking lot. We've actually going to close down a section of Orchard Road between the post office and the bank because we have so many vendors And it's a juried arts and crafts fair. So everything's handmade. Everything goes through a vetting process. So it's not somebody buying something and trying to resell it. (laughs) And then with the Crest Pavilion and they have a book sale going on there on Saturday, that whole lawn is going to be kid-friendly games, activities, and across the street at Booknook Gardens. And then the live music and people dance all day long at Pumpkin Patch. Yeah, and uh, Unity is going to be down at One Barrel, I think. And what are some of the other bands that... Is Big Mouth back? Big Mouth is back, and then um, Modern Day Drifters is oh, sure. there, um, I believe, on Saturday. All right. And then in addition to some of the new things we mentioned, of course, there's, you know, Mojo Rosas will be rocking all day long, Shipwrecked, um, Casey's, a lot of these staple places. Anything new for Pumpkin Patch or anything people should definitely be thinking about checking out? I would say a lot of people, although it's been a yearly tradition, aren't aware of the Chinese auction. The big tent in the park Saturday, there's a lot of really neat items, boat tours. Horseshoe Bay usually donates a gift certificate. Items from Door Honey Nature Works, clothing, Flanagan. Flanagan Distributing. Flanagan Distributing is a Bluetooth cooler. So there's a lot of I'm in. I want that cooler. Right? It's usually (laughs) one of our best ones is whatever Flanagan brings, (laughs) the tickets kind of flow in for that one. And then we have our food stand in the park, Brat's burgers, pulled pork, two beer stands, 
I know they're going to do something from one barrel. Oh, so Oktoberfest. One of the new pressed hard seltzers. And even sure. the apple cinnamon one. What, people drink hard seltzer now? Yeah. Kind of a big <laughs> thing these days. It uh, is cr- I saw a Natty Light hard seltzer the other day, and that's when I was like, all right, maybe we have jumped the shark on the hard <laughs> seltzers. It's kind of a big thing. The press one is actually an all-female-owned company, which is actually kind Very of cool. neat also. Um, and then we sell our pumpkin patch apparel in the park, both Saturday and Sunday. And of course, one thing everyone always talks about is all oh, the traffic and the parking. We talk a little bit about the parking. Egg Harbor, if you don't want to stop at Pumpkin Patch, though you should, but if you have to get anywhere else, I would advise not trying to go down 42 through Egg Harbor. Right. And don't get frustrated. Just avoid it. There is Church Street. That'll still be very busy um, with people parking up there. But there are easy ways around it. You just go about a mile east of town, Heritage Lake Road, and you just take a little detour and you're fine. Or if you're heading north and south, County A is going to get you where you need to go. So people who want to complain about traffic, stop complaining. The businesses need this income. I'm giving my former business owner (laughs) preaching here. But this is a huge weekend for these businesses to make money. Same with Fall Fest to get them through the winter, to pay their mortgages, to pay their rent. Uh, it's really valuable for them to make this money now because they'll make as much in a weekend here as they might make in the next three months. Right. So. It's also a really big weekend for the Egg Harbor Business Association as it allows us to put on the fireworks, the concerts in the park, some of the other events that we do throughout the year that aren't revenue generating. But it allows us to put out our brochure, keep our welcome center open, and welcome visitors into the area. And we tend to think about a lot of those things in terms of the visitor services. You know, we think of fireworks as a tourism attraction. But I grew up here. I grew up watching the fireworks in Egg Harbor. That's also something for the local people. So when you look at all this business coming in and you say it helps fund those projects, that's helping fund something that gives back to the locals in the form of entertainment. Even if fireworks don't make a dime, that's entertainment for a lot of kids and a lot of families and something to do, whether you're a local or a tourist. And one of our feel-good, you know, holidays that comes up in November after Thanksgiving, and we do tons of free kids' activities, horse-drawn carriage rides, mm-hmm. light the Christmas tree, carol. I mean, all of those are something that we do for the community, and Pumpkin Patch is one of our biggest reasons that we can do those things. It's excellent. Egg Harbor Business Association, you have a presence on Facebook. What is the website address? Uh, it is eggharbordoorcounty.org. I'm assuming all the schedules, all the information you'll need will be on that website. There is. There's an event drop down on the top bar. Click on Pumpkin Patch and the whole schedule will be there. Excellent. We'll also have all the information uh, you need on doorcountypulse.com for all of the fall festivals coming up. And Aaliyah Kidd will be writing a rundown on food to check out at Pumpkin Patch Festival. That'll come out the week of Pumpkin Patch. So if you need a guide to where to grab some food, where to grab some drink in town, kind of unique items to check out. Aaliyah, our food writer, will run that down for you. Alyssa, thanks for coming in here to the pod closet and uh, talking with us, giving us a rundown today. Thanks for having me. These stories and more will be available in this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse, available throughout Door County. For more headlines, visit doorcountypulse.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.